0: Love Talk Radio.
1: Put on your sunshades and step aside. The Blinger National Diva is on. It's Bling Radio. It's Bling Radio. It's Bling Radio. It's Bling Radio. From the most recognizable faces to the diamonds in the rough, everybody stops for the diva.
2: Yes, it's your Blingy Diva, Miss Bling, on my favorite day of the week. Thank God it's Blingy Fridays, and I wish I could take a nap. Oh, my God, because I know I have so much to do, but I'm here, and I'm blinging the airwaves, and I'm blinging the airwaves with MC Marcus Chapman tonight. He's doing radio um, here in Chicago. Now he's in Atlanta, and he also has a tell-all book about the industry called STAR. Next time in radio so I can't wait to talk to him um, at the eight o'clock hour I'm gonna go ahead and do what I do you know go from all of my networks let everybody know that the blingz is on if you have any requests you know what to do hit me up 646-716-9719 I know I don't sound like myself but because I was standing in the middle of the snowstorm like I was on CNN or COTV um, now I am sick so I'm still here bringing it out, but <laughs> hit me up if you want to talk. Once again, six four six seven one six nine seven one nine to talk to your blinged diva live. I'm gonna go ahead and hit you all with some of the um, new music that I have. Also, I, I just just been in my head all day. It's even my ringtone now. I gotta go ahead and play this. It's my diva chef, Lovely, aka Lovely. She is getting in, doing it big, y'all. If you ain't following her or you don't know what's going on with her, you need to slay yourself. So I'm going to go ahead and play this song with the Moscato, and um, we'll be back with more music and more entertainment in a minute. Bling on Ice with the Bling Diva, Miss Bling.
3: M-O-S-C-A-T-O, M-O-S-C-A-T-O,
0: M-O-S-C-A-T-O. A-T-O. Red light, green light, here we go. Born in a bottle, swimming in Moscato. We take Moscato, yeah we take Moscato. All my glam divas, we pop in bottles. When I step in the club, I sit down. When I step in the club, niggas rock all around. They want to take miss, they want to kiss lips, they want to dip sticks. You business. We take the Yeah, we take the starter. I'm fly nigga. Pop and spotters. When you step in the club, better be shining bright. When you step in the club, better have your money tight. M O S C A T O. M O S C A T O. Welcome to my grotto, decorated with Moscato. Not a bottle, grab a case of that Moscato. Make sure you get pink and some gold. Not a bottle, grab a case of that Moscato. Crack open half a case, make sure they're cold. I got a stylist, you want to rock this. Get a grip, you wish you was this. Put your glass in the air, get raised them up. When you see TEC, say what's up. We make She be popping that Moscato I'm the Southtown Queen in my Louis I keep green on my heels I got bling and my walk is real mean Watch me walk 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 Now watch me walk 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 I'm the shot town Queen in my Louis I keep green on my heels I got bling and my walk is real mean Watch me walk 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 Now watch me walk 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 Watch me walk 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 Now watch me walk 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 M-O-S-C-A-T-O,
1: M-O-S-C-A-T-O, M-O-S-C-A-T-O,
0: Red light, green light, here we go. Now you know the model, it's all about Moscato. Whoa.
2: Ralphie with Valentine's Day, and my diva, Chef Lovely with Moscato. Yes, I can surely go for some of that right now. I am asking for everybody to send in their requests for what they want me to play on Valentine's Day. I'm doing a Blinky Love show, and some of the requests I have with Secret Lovers um, and my Stevie Wonder See you is what I requested. Computer love, and of course, someone requested Ralphie Valentine's Day, and my diva Sharnita, <laughs> She requested Soul Shaker, so everything that's requested will be played. Make sure you hit me up, Bling Radio 3 at gmail dot com, or send it into my inbox on Facebook. Um, I should see it, and or on Twitter. So I'm gonna tweet that too and you know, just gonna make it do what it do right here on the Bling Show. Um, Mr. Marcus Chapman will be up in a few minutes talking about his book Star Sex Time and Radio. I can't wait to hear what he say. I've read some of it and I'm just like, Okay,
4: where,
2: where do I go purchase this book? I, I need it in my life right now. So, with that being said, I'm going back to my Bling exclusive playlist and um i'm gonna play some more music yes i am this is one of my favorite songs this is latasha scott and tamika scott from escape with a vunt and the name of the song is called baby Ooh. right here on the link show Oh, oh, baby. Oh, I want that song. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, my God. I am excited. I really want to know what's going on in this book. Oh, oh, my God, y'all. Oh, my God. I can't even breathe. I'm thinking about what I'm trying to say. It's, it's just coming out before I can say it. I finally finished The World of My Runway Blinged Shirt. Not only will it be in, like, metallic silver on the tees but it will be in glitter, which is glitter, and it looks like bling. But, oh, oh, my gosh, excuse me. Also, it will be in crystals, the whole entire logo. So if you've ever seen it before, it's, oh, my God, I almost had one. Just, it was it's 2,100 crystals on this T-shirt. I mean, I can't even explain I can't
5: But it, it's off
2: the chain So yeah, I'm going to go ahead and um, Just continue to look at this shirt Because it's bling tactical And I'm going to play some John Blue and Twister And Gucci, Cologne We'll be back in a minute Blinging on Ice, Which of Bling diva? Your Bling International diva, Miss Bling R&B bling. Time Blue
1: move. Every, every, uh, every time I smell, smell. good.
0: She said, what you got on, Twister? I ain't even finna tell you, cause you ain't finna go and try to buy nothing for that No, nope. She saw my gear, my,
1: gear, my, teeth, my teeth, my watch, my, my strap, my, my, my charm, my chain, my try my my to cool oh, Even though I own, none of these things got us She didn't really want to hear nothing that I was talking about until I sprayed on my cologne. Fix your face, boy. fix your face. Fix your face, yeah. Every time. I. Smelling like a cuckoo, loud, but in my true religion, tell the truth, you look sad. Booch is my cologne, but I might put on that creed, I right. Shoulda brought a stick to keep these girls from rushing me, and I smell like the you got on that envy I be on that Wall Street I be out in zone 3 zone Baby wanna smell me Wanna exhale me For a friend, fair her Need to fix his it New cologne on my can Candid paint me That she got a fetish baby Like to spend that money And I'm ballin' like an athlete Don't play on Sunday Ice cream, pizza, half a meal Ain't it tasty? Gucci. Every time I put it on Put it on, put it on she loving my cologne, my cologne, my cologne. Every time I spray it on, spray it on, spray it on. She loving my cologne, my cologne. my Every cologne. Time I
2: I'm feeling so good right now while I'm blinging these airwaves. If you're just now tuning in, you should already know who you're listening to. Your are Bling International Diva Miss Bling sitting here swagging it out. Oh, God, I cannot stand that word. But sometimes I say it and I have to catch myself. Oh, my God. Swag tactic I like better than. I don't know. Bling Tactic is actually a replacement of swag. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm feeling real Bling tactic right now. I'm uploading one of my favorite songs, um, and this is uh, this new Mary with Lil Way and Diddy. What? Insane! Oh my god! It it just took me to another place. It actually changed my workout regimen, and um, it felt great. Oh my god! I just can't even explain it. Um, I'm actually gonna play that in a minute, but I got to play this Jasmine because I love her so much. Her music is off the chain. Oh, and Jawan Harris. This song is is just bling tastic. Everything's just bling tastic right now. So let me go ahead and go into Jawan, and then I'm a, I'm gonna spin right into Jasmine and then if we have a little time before Marcus Chapman calls in, we are going to play the new Meg J Black with Diddy and Little Tim Chi. You know, a K. A. Lil Wayne. A. K. A. Lil Wayne. So stay tuned. I'll be right back, bring it at night, bring it on Ice and Show Blink to National Diva, Miss Blaine. Ladies and gentlemen.
3: Ladies Okay. Ladies and gentlemen. Now- With our fighting champion.
6: Spokesman putting it down big and serious. Been all over the world. Beat them all. They're going to have to take my title just like they did
1: Ali. This is a Spokesman World Premiere. Can test the hey. I'll be up and hey. i up and up. Hey. see that spaceship? That sound yeah. off radio. Yeah. Before. I know what I got on, you can't find in the store I'm about to blast off, Scotty be me home That spaceship that I'm riding in is sitting on that chrome But so won't you get up in
0: here and push that button, we could be gone Ain't no Lamborghini faster than what I
1: Gray. I'm reading for the stars, so you know just how I play. Blasting enough like a rocket in ASL. That time machine that I'm riding, got some Lamborghini dough. So won't you get up in here and pick that day so we can just go. Ain't no Ferrari faster than what I got. Ain't no Porsche GT cleaner than what I got. One, Boom so the moon. me on another be on another on another Baby, let's go We can't go further than the the galaxy. Lace up your Jordan, baby. with me. you. So I'll up and lost I'll be up in, I'll be up in When you see this spaceship give yes. yeah, yes. this my car the do of If I never told you, baby
2: What to expect with my voice because I know one day I did a show. I'm talking like I'm talking now, and at the end I'm like, (laughs) so you couldn't hear me. But hopefully that doesn't happen today.
3: (laughs) Right,
6: right.
2: So, what's good? Let everybody know who you are.
6: Uh, Let's see. Marcus Chapman. Uh, I was born an Asian man and I was uh, uh, chemically converted into a black man in an experimental (laughs) lab. Uh, no, just just, just joking.
3: <laughs> no,
6: um, let's see. I was uh, I'm from the southeast side of Chicago. Uh, lived there, you know, most of my uh, childhood. Okay. Uh, not All of it. I uh, started doing radio, which is where m- most people would know me from if they know me, like Marcus Chapman right. or MC Marcus Chapman. Like, what that name sound for me from? But, yeah, they right. Started doing radio. <laughs> I started when I was in college in a uh, little city called DeKalb, Illinois, it's about an hour and a half away from uh, Chicago at uh, Northern Illinois University. NIU did okay. that for uh, three years. Then I interned in Chicago uh, at the what was the top station at that time, which was uh, W G C I. Uh, and then uh, I finished my last year's school, did another internship at a, at a station in DeKalb, which was important, like a pop station. So I got the chance okay. to see how the white folks get it. <laughs> you know? Okay. so you know, I had folk things going. Then I worked in Chicago again for about uh, another four years, worked in Indianapolis after that, uh, ended up going to Dallas at that point, and in between came real close to going to several other cities. New York was discussed at one point. Um, was okay. See Miami, Philly, Raleigh, North Carolina, but I ended up going to Dallas, and then went back to Chicago. Uh, fell out with the management for a little while, so I was off for a while. I almost ended up going to L.A. and Atlanta, but I ended up staying in Chicago. Got back on the air in Chicago in like '06, stayed there till early '08, and then I moved uh, to Atlanta in March of '08, and that's why I am now. But okay. now I'm known as the author of the book, tell-all book, Sex, Time, and Radio, which is a raw, uncut story of an on-air personality and the decline of the radio industry. Hmm.
2: Now, that's very interesting, and I have quite a few questions about the book. First, what inspired you to write this book?
6: Well, actually, I came up with the idea back when I was in Dallas, uh, the original idea it was for it to be a movie script, not a book. Okay. Uh, just based okay. on some of the, the stuff that was happening um uh, between about ninety five and two thousand and one, especially like ninety nine, two thousand and that era it was a lot of really cinematic type stuff going on. Some good, some bad, all of it interesting. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, and then I saw this movie, um this Johnny Depp movie called Blow. It was about this drug dealer From the 70s He was this huge cocaine dealer And I'm not really into that kind of stuff But I'm not even really a big movie person But when I saw the movie It was like the way they did it The way it was narrated and everything You got to see that whole lifestyle Through this one guy You know normally when they do stuff like that they just tell a whole story and you just see all the action going on. But this one was narrated in a way where it was a little bit more personal. So even though my experiences weren't similar to that, they the, the way things happened, it was like I could visualize that movie being my movie. So that kind of put okay. the focus more so in the play. And then eventually the more things start happening. And then finally I just decided to go ahead and do a book because – you know, a lot of films are based off of books, anyway. So right, yeah.
2: Wow. Okay. Now the title of the book, "Sex, Time, and Radio," which is also abbreviation star. Tell us about that. Right,
6: right, right. That's not an accident either. Um, okay. The 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 whole thing with with the sex, time, and radio. Each one of those elements, sex, time. And then radio are discussed in detail in the book. Like it kind of goes back and forth between the the various subjects. I try not to. When I was writing, I purposely didn't keep it one thing for too long. So it's not like you get all this sex, 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 and then it's like, oh, God, is this dude talking about anything else? It's not like that. So it's like maneuvers around from the sex stuff, the radio industry stuff. You got your celebrity stuff. You got your music history stuff, and okay. it it kind of flows back and forth between them all. And then the time element comes in because it's a documentation of the time period that's covered. You know, my mm. own life and the, what was going on in the industry at that time. More so in the nineties, two thousands. You know, people of this era because there've been okay. some books. And some movies that have dealt with radio, but it's usually like older stuff, you know, stuff okay. that in the in the sixties or or even with the books, there have been some more recent people who have done them, but they haven't really gone into the lifestyle. So where okay. having done it for real, it was like, uh, yeah, I can see that happening, but that's not how it was for me and people that I know. So I wanted to talk okay. up kind of like a tour through the whole lifestyle of being in the business, of being that person that's behind the mic and everything you deal with, not just one or two things. And I didn't have that to hide, so okay. it makes you a great read. Hmm. Oh, God.
2: Okay, this is just so great. Okay, so, whew, okay, tell them where they can get the book from, because I did post it on Facebook and Twitter People were tweeting me, people were inboxing, inboxing me, saying that they wanted to know where they could purchase this book at. It sounds very interesting. So um, first, before we go into what's going on in the book, um, give us some information on where they can get it from.
6: Uh, you can go to Amazon.com or you can go to uh, my website, which is com or SextimeAndRadio.com uh, It's the same website. And those have that had links to both the paperback and the ebook edition. Because you know some people are traditional; they want the regular book that you can hold and all of that. But then nowadays they got the ebook as well. So if you have uh, an Amazon Kindle or a Barnes and Noble Nook, you can read it on either one of those. Or uh, both of them have apps you can add to your phone. So say like you can go to Amazon and download the Kindle app for free. And you can read it on your, uh, your iPhone, your Blackberry, your Droid. If you got Ooh. an iPad or even on your laptop, your PC or your Mac, you can read it that way as well, you know. Okay, cool.
2: That's awesome. You see how things change since, man, even just since the 90s, things have changed so much. Like you can oh, yeah. read a book online on, from your phone now. That's That's amazing. Okay. <laughs> So let's get into this book, Marcus. Um, I did read a chapter, the chapter that's on your site, and it was about you being in school. Uh, Tell us about this first chapter.
6: Well, actually, that's not the first chapter. That's kind of like the the intro to the book. Because, see, the way I wrote it, I did it where every chapter is kind of like a song. And the book okay. is split up into five parts, and each one of those parts is kind of like a CD of its own. And mm. so before you even get to that, it's the intro. You know, you know, they have a lot of albums. They start out, CD start out with an intro, and then you get the first real song. So what I posted okay. up on the site was the intro to just kind of give you the setup to what you're going to be getting into when you read it. Now, once you get to the regular chapters, you know, it it goes up a whole nother notch, and it keeps getting bigger and bigger and better and better and more dramatic and more cinematic, and it keeps drawing you in as you go on. So that first part that I posted on the site is just kind of the setup. And what I may do at another point, I may take that down and put an actual chapter from the book on it and maybe keep switching it up. But I wanted to at least Hmm. give people sort of a head start to get some ideas to where the book is going and what they can expect when they're reading it, you know, just just set up. Because I'm like the tour guy in the whole thing, because even if somebody okay. never heard of MC Marcus Chapman, you know, you can still follow along with the story and be a part of it, because I take you through the whole thing, the history and all of that, and everything doesn't necessarily revolve around me. Okay.
2: Okay. So let's go a little bit deeper into the effort that you had on the site. What is the most deepest chapter of the book, and if you can tell us a little bit about that
6: of the whole book? Well, see, it depends on which which angle you're coming from. Because, like again, okay. you know, six times radio, you got different stuff going on. So, say like okay. from a radio perspective, it could be a couple of different chapters. There's one called "Wish You Were Here." And that deals with, like I said, I had worked in all these different markets. And while I was outside of Chicago, the, a whole new situation pops up and everybody back home is like, well, how come you're not on the station? What's, what's, how come you you ain't fill out no application? What's wrong with you? You know, it's like <laughs> they have no idea that I wasn't even given the opportunity to do that. And then, mm. you know, having worked in, in these different situations and built my career, it was pretty draining because it's like, well, Dad, you know, the whole purpose of leaving home and going to smaller cities and other cities is to build your career so that you're good enough to work in a major city. I mean, Chicago is the third biggest market in the country. So right. having done that, and then a whole new situation pops up, and to not only not even be involved in it, but everybody who is involved in it is just like, okay, well, they was here, so we hired them. You wasn't here, so forget you. And it's like, well, hold on, that ain't what y'all told me. That's, that's not how I was supposed <laughs> to go, you know. And so that, that was a big thing. And then the reaction that I got from people was was the, the big thing, too, you know. The okay. whole, uh, oh, well, you you ain't here. And, oh, and, and, and especially since when I left Chicago, I left in 99 to go to Indianapolis. And I okay. wasn't exactly unhappy at that point. And I wasn't exactly small at that point either. I got to the point I was probably the hottest dude on the air at that at that point. You were, you, you know, you were. So, right, so so then to go from that and then have people basically kind of act like, oh well, that was two years ago. You ain't, you ain't nothing. now. don't nobody care about you. it's like, oh, it's like that. Oh, okay, bet. Hmm. You know, so, so that was that was definitely one uh, one chapter. Wish you were here that deals with that. Then the other thing, if you want to go to this from a sex angle, i think yeah. probably this chapter might be a chapter called sexism. Okay. the who? Sexism, like an exorcism.
3: Oh, you know, they okay, let me read
6: that. Right, right. So it, this is called sexism, and it's just an entire concept that I came up with because, see, a lot of times, you know, women and men grow up very different. You know, when girls are taught that they should get this one guy and they can stay with this one guy forever and marry him, and then that's the perfect thing. I mean, obviously, it doesn't normally happen that way. But the the lower the amount of men that a woman deals with sexually, the better that's perceived to be. Men, on the other hand, are so different. Boys grow up being told different things and being in different scenarios, and it's not... The, the least amount of women is the more, you know, especially if they're, you know, attractive quality women, then that's even better. But it's right. more. you got two opposite things going on. But the trick is women have always been and will always be in control of sex because if a woman, if that's all she wants, she can get a guy to, to you know, do what she wants him to do, and she can right. That's right. Now generally they're not going to do that But they can
4: Men on the other
6: hand If you're looking for sex Just because you want a particular woman Doesn't necessarily mean you're going to get her You you know she can turn you down And that's going to be it You ain't got no, no other alternatives With that particular woman That's it So you have to learn how to persuade A female to get them To do what you want them to do And be with you sexually And that power of persuasion is not necessarily that easy to acquire. It's funny. I always hear people talk about how women are just doing all types of stuff these days, and it's just so easy. Well, it's easy if that particular woman feels that way about you, that particular man. But if she doesn't, then it's nothing that guy is going to be able to do. So when you get into a spotlight type of a situation, whether you're talking about an actor a rapper, a singer, a comic, a radio person, those are all spotlight positions, but they're not all on the same level. Being on the radio, I don't care how hot you are, it's not the same as being Trey Songs or, <laughs> you know, right, get right, self, exactly. uh, whoever's hot at the moment. Uh, you know, so women are not necessarily going to be throwing themselves at you when you do radio, but what mm-hmm. I saw is, you know, like we were talking a minute ago, in 99 when I left, I was, you know, the hottest cat out. Well, what, what that brings is you get people assuming that all of these women are coming after you. You know, you got all these women throwing themselves at you. And so if you get enough women who think that way, even if they are interested in you, if everybody assumes you as somebody else, then you can end up not being with anybody. And that's mentally, that can be extremely draining. So when you do find somebody who is interested in you sexually and you're interested in them, you're going for it. Like me personally, I'd say about 85% of the sexual encounters I had in my life was the first time I got together with somebody. Like I met them, got their phone numbers, talked on the phone. Next time I saw them, it was on like that. Wow. I was able to communicate with them beforehand to make sure that's the way their interest was and express my interest and we vibed. And if we were on the same page, it was on. Now, if we weren't on the same page, nothing happened. Okay. If we were, it was on. So what ended up happening with the sexism chapter is, you know, it, it's kind of like baseball. You know, in baseball... You, If you hit a home run, that goes on the highlights, on ESPN. Hey, oh, look at the home runs these guys hit today. he got 37 home runs. But that same guy might strike out and ground out and pop out, fly out, all of that, way more times than he's going to hit a home run. So those situations where a woman isn't interested or they're wasting time or, you know, they're trying to play you or, or they're just so unsure they're not willing to go that far with you, those are like mm. the strikeouts and all of that kind of stuff. And then the ones where something good happens sexually, those are like the home runs. But again, it's it's way more situations where it's not going to work out in your favor than situations where it is. But when people mm. assume that that's all that's happening, oh man, that can be a pretty draining thing, especially if it's, you know, kind of early in the game and you just kind of getting used to your stardom because it yeah. will give you a chance to do more, but not to the level where people think it is. So, you know, and you you take that, and in my situation with something that I discussed in the intro from ten years earlier, uh, you can get a lot of crazy stuff going on. So, yeah, it, right. probably, Sexism is probably the deepest chapter, and it's one that a lot of women will learn from. And as far as I'm concerned, I have no apologies to make with any sexual encounter I had
3: because.
6: Uh, <laughs> I mean, mean, the women got what they wanted. I got what I wanted. And we had good times together. It wasn't like I I was never a person who had to lie to a woman to get anything. You know, and that's why a lot of them are are still friends of mine. The ones that I still have contact with, we cool to this day. And if you would have asked them what I was like just as a person, they'd have something good to say instead of, oh, that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that ninja... Yeah, yeah, you know, you're not going to get that from too many females I dealt with because they don't have a negative attitude towards me because I didn't have one towards them. I appreciated their company, and they helped me celebrate when things were good and helped me get my mind off the negative stuff when things were bad, which in radio can be a lot of stuff going on, you know, Ooh. unnecessarily, but that's how it yeah. is. Now,
2: let's talk about that. Okay, as far as, like, all the craziness, all the things that goes on in radio. And I'm sure you could tell me a lot about this because now I'm at a place where I'm just doing the entertainment recording on Power 92, but I also have been doing my show for three years, and I have interviewed a lot of celebrities. Um, I pretty much have, I'm doing this independent on my own, and it's a lot of pressure, but I can deal with it. Now that I'm on Power, it's like starting to change and shift a little bit like um, it's a lot of vultures. Like, how can I explain it? It's like everybody is gravitating to me, and the men right. are coming time fifty. Um, <laughs> <Really>? Uh <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! I'm like, how do I deal with this? And so, as far as like when it like start cooking up, because I feel like now I'm really doing some things that I really want to do. How do you maintain a relationship? Being in this business because a lot of people talk about, you know, being in the business and not being able to maintain a healthy, strong relationship.
6: Well, I wouldn't be the person to ask because I didn't maintain no relationship. I wasn't a relationship <laughs> dude. Matter of fact, uh, I pretty much, the last relationship I was in was, the was, last time I was in a relationship, Tupac was in jail. Okay, this wow. is in the spring of '95, and one, of the, as a matter of fact, there's a chapter in the book called "The Twenty Dollar Challenge." It's the first chapter in part three of the book, and that part, that whole part deals with my time in Chicago radio right in the late '90s. Well, when I graduated from college, you know, a lot of times people come out and be they're about to leave college, and they talk about having a job lined up, but there's really no such thing as that in radio. So I came out of college, yeah, I had a degree and all that, but I had to work my way into the radio station because my exactly. main connection, that who I interned under, was gone. And, and so somehow, I got to a situation where I was broke. I had to, you know, try to make something happen. I was in a relationship, but my girlfriend was on the whole other side of the city for me You know They didn't have a phone And they didn't have a car And so I mean it was real difficult for us to get together Whereas when we were in school We were right there with each other It was no problem So I'm trying to maintain this relationship And I'm on the phone with her one day And my mother was just like Look I want you to concentrate more on getting a job And less on that girl And she hit me with it so hard I mean I was already thinking it but well, she hit me with it so hard. It was like, you know what, I, I hear what you're saying. You know, because she was like, okay. yeah, it's good. you graduated graduating all that, but bills got to be paid. you on the phone running up the phone bill, and <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> somebody got to pay for this here, you know. So I had right. to pretty much put all of my energy into making it into the business, especially since I was coming from kind of a disadvantaged situation, because even though I had gone to college and done college radio, I hadn't really been taught that much about radio in school. You know, everything I learned was pretty much on my own. And it Mm -hmm. was a very competitive business. You had a lot of hot people at that time. So just to even be able to get in was difficult. And once I got in, it was like a whole other world. It was like, yeah, Mm -hmm. you can be the the guy with the girlfriend and maintain a relationship, but... You know, I had already done that, and I'm a pretty adventurous person. So as soon as I got in, and it was like I got a chance to socialize with more people, meet more people, and it's like, look, I'm not about to get married, so what's the point? You know, I've always been a big-picture person, you know? I'm, it's like if I'm not trying to marry you, what is the point, you know? And, and right. at that time, I was, what, 23, 22, actually, you know, and okay. it was like – my focus was on trying to make it because you can always get another person right, hitting a career is a lot more difficult than getting a person exactly so you know if you if you have the opportunity to make it in your career, you gotta try to make that happen and then if somebody is with you, they're gonna roll with you and they're gonna understand and if they can't, then you gotta leave them alone now of course, for females it is gonna be a little bit different because a lot of women. You know, you all are pretty much relationship people for the most part. That's the main thing you want. Guys, on the other hand, tend to get into relationships when they're younger because they think that's what they're supposed to do. But really, Mm -hmm. they really want to deal with as many women as they possibly can in most cases. They'll tell you something different because it don't sound good to say that, but I know how they are, (laughs) all right? I know their souls. I know what they want. (laughs) When you get that chance, you roll with it. So I am not the person who's into, you know, trying to do two things at once trying to live this double life where yeah, I got a girl, but I want all these other chicks on the side that I can meet and mess around with and no. And nah, I mean and that's the reason why a lot of women respect me to this day who I dealt with that I'm still cool because I didn't try to mislead them and tell them, Okay, well I'm gonna be your man knowing okay. that's not really my intention. You know what I mean? So no, I, I say if you can maintain the two and if that's what you really want to do, then fine. But don't complain about, you know, all the things you got to do in your career and trying to maintain a relationship too. Because if something got to give, you got to figure out what's your main priority. So. Okay.
2: Well, I appreciate that advice because um, there's not many people that I can't really talk to about that with. Um, that's doing radio, because I see their situation. So it's like, why do I even ask them? (laughs) It's it's just, it's crazy. (laughs) Right. Okay. So one of the other chapters in the book that I want to ask you about is Head Games. Tell us a little bit
5: about that.
6: Oh, yes. That's a uh, (laughs) philosophical chapter about the... uh, the whole subject of oral sex. Now, throughout the book, prior to that chapter, there are various uh, instances and occurrences between myself and various women, and I discussed Mm -hmm. oral sex taking place. But for head games, what I wanted to do, I didn't want to talk about any particular females doing things. I wanted to go more so into the philosophy that I had that, was able to create those those uh those incidents, you know. How how was it that I was able to get a woman who I just met to go down on me and perform on me without being in any kind of relationship or, or even trying to act like it or, or even going on a date. How is that even possible? Well, I've looked at it from a couple of different angles. First of all, from a, I'm a music historian. And okay. so one of the things that I noticed was that during the time that I was coming up in the 90s, musically speaking, you had, uh, particularly in R&B, you had a different philosophy going on with the people who were making the music and coming up. You had songs like, uh, I think the song that really kind of changed everything was uh, Freak Me. By silk, they talk about let me lick you up and down till you say stop. Well, everybody knew what they were talking about, even though they didn't say anything in particular, right? No, they didn't say what they was gonna be licking, but you knew they was licking something, so everybody knew what that was, and so that kind of opened the doors for this whole kind of subgenre of R&B. I remember uh, a record store owner from my old neighborhood was like, he was like. You know, the hottest thing out right now is this whole freaky, phony love song thing where they act like they sing a love song, but really they just talk about licking this and licking that. So you had Freak Me From Silk. You had mm-hmm. Knockin' In The Boots by H-Town. You had
1: uh, mm-hmm. R. Kelly
6: 12 play. If you go back and you listen to the very first R. Kelly CD born into the 90s with Slow Jam and She's Got That Vibe, and, uh, yep. you don't really hear sex songs. I mean, honey, love is kind of sexual, but he's not really being too explicit. Whereas when you got the 12 play, oh, it was a whole other thing going on, <laughs> you know, with his things like ready and all that. That was part of that whole vibe at the time. SWV had downtown for the women telling the dudes, hey, I want you, you got to go down and do this and do that. So I kind of looked at what was happening in the era, and I think that whole mentality kind of made things a little bit different in the 90s than, say, in the 80s or the 70s. And then from a hip-hop perspective, N.W.A. with Just Don't Bite It and She Swallowed It, those are the songs that really changed things from that perspective and made oral sex a topic that was a little bit more out in the open than it had been previously. Exactly. Although also looked at the history of rock music where they, they were talking about that kind of stuff even in the 70s and some of their songs. But okay. just from the young R&B, hip-hop perspective, the mentality was different. So when it came down to interacting with women, people had a different attitude. And so I think that combined with the communication skills that I possessed and tapping into something that nobody ever talks about in sex. People always talk about the male ego and guys, the egotistical. Well, women have egos, too. And one of the things that I learned in communicating with women, just listening to them and talking to them, is when it came to oral sex, that is a job. It's something that's not that easy to do, and they have to learn the skills. They have to learn how to make that happen and get good at it. And Mm -hmm. from the feedback I was getting, women take pride in being able to do a good job at oral sex regardless of, I mean, some of them would be like, well, you got to be my man and all this, regardless of who it is, either they're good at it or they're not, and they have to learn how to get good at it. So I kind of started tapping into their egos and, well, what makes you so good at it? Well, what is it that you're doing that's so great? You know, and then it's like, okay, well, I'm good at this and that. And it's like, oh, okay, well, you know what I heard? I was kind of fun to, to be involved with on that level and this, this, and that. And so the communication would get there and, the whole focus would go from it being like an exchange program where, well, you got to do me for me to do you. That went out the window because instead of them being focused on what I could do for them, they would be focused on what they could do for me. Not necessarily to please me, but just to show off their own skills and show how bad they were. Like, you can't even handle this. Like, really? <laughs> show me how bad you are
3: you know, and then it's
6: you know, boom, it's all. And so I was able to do that so consistently for such a long time. It was like, okay, I had to tap into that and just see what the whole mentality was and how I approached it. Now, one mm-hmm. incident I did talk about in that chapter was a, a sex incident that didn't actually take place. When I was in Dallas, at one point I was doing an overnight show, and uh, okay. this girl called the station, and she basically offers her skills to me, but but the trick was she didn't even know who I was. It wasn't like, ooh, that's Marcus Chapman. I want to talk to him, and I want to show him how good
3: I am.
1: No, no, no,
6: no. She just had her own contest where basically she was just like, I guess, well, whoever answered the phone at the radio station, I'm in the mood to go down on somebody. So whoever answered, that's who it's going to be. (laughs) So it was like, okay. You know, and, and I actually passed on the situation because I was just like, you know, first I was with but then it was like, this chick don't even know who I am. You you should at least know who I am. At least know my name or something. Right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so I, I ended up passing. But, you know, when I look back on it, you know, if I had to do it over again, I'd probably let her come through. So, but <laughs> You know what? Because <laughs> <laughs> I never well, did find out. You know, I mean, I could at least, well, let me see. Maybe she... Say, well, as good as she says she is. Who knows? But <laughs> so yeah, yes, Head Game is, is one of the the wilder chapters. But it's a very good chapter for people to read because it gives you insight into what was going on at the time in, in the world, you know, which goes into the title, Sex, Time, and the Radio. And it flows in with the chapter before that, which is Subliminal Seducer, which is also one of the things when I was structuring the book. You know, when I was coming up with different chapter titles Mm -hmm. and trying to figure out what was going to go where, at a certain point, I kind of made it where certain chapters could have included different things, two or three different things, and then I broke them up and split them up into smaller chapters.
3: So you may
6: pick up a book that may only have 15 chapters, but if you read it, one of those chapters may have three or four different parts. So what I did is I just split those parts up and turned them into separate chapters so say like subliminal okay. seducer deals with the same thing, but it's not from an oral perspective. It's just in terms of the art of seduction and mastering that and making it where these different sexual incidents can happen and all the different things I was using that didn't necessarily even have to do with sex to just work on the the female's mind who was paying me a visit, you know, certain sort of album covers, and, you know, all types of different stuff. You know, to, just to set the mood without them necessarily knowing that's what I was doing. And then at the end of the night, the results would be what I wanted them to be. Hmm. Okay,
2: interesting. I'm taking notes. You know that, right?
6: <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: yes, yes. And, and that was where um, I was going to definitely ask you about that because the title just looked interesting, Subliminal Um. Yeah. Um. Going to read that, definitely Tell us about This kind of seems like it's a, a twist A little bit, because it's not more About sex, I don't think Not from what I've seen, but tell us about Anger
6: Well, well real quick, I'll tell you about Anger, but a lot of the, the chapter titles Are plays off of words A lot of them are song titles or They're, they're variations on song titles Or, or albums or or different things related to music, because I play out words a lot. And so what I did to make it interesting from a reader's perspective is, you know, because like I said, it was supposed to be a movie, and one of the best things about a movie is when it's unpredictable. Mm -hmm. Same thing with a book. When you think it's going to go in one direction, and then it goes in another direction. So a lot of those chapter titles may seem to be about one thing, just from looking at the title, but then when you read it, you see it may be about something totally different or it may be about two or three different things. You know, there may okay. be chapters in that say, like, uh, come on, ride the train. That sounds kind of sexual. Is it sexual? Is it not sexual? You find out when you read it. could be about a couple of different things. Sleeping with the enemy. You know, same thing. Is yeah. it sexual? I don't know. Well, you got to see. You know, so right. all of those different chapter titles do that. Now, anger is was one of the... I thought it was going to be one of the more difficult chapters to write, but it really wasn't. <laughs> you know, That deals with some stuff that happened in Chicago radio history that could have totally changed how things turned out, that anybody in Chicago definitely would want to read that because you're going to find out some inside information about moves that were made at both urban stations and moves that could have been made that would have changed the way everything turned out in terms of who was on the air doing what, you know, people hmm. being hired for jobs that really they shouldn't have got hired for and, and they didn't last or changes that could have been made and should have been made that were okay. not. And because they weren't, nothing was done at the time. Cause this, that chapter takes place in like oh three oh four. So there were moves that could have been made, contracts that were up, and different people were on and could have been moved to another station and all of this stuff that didn't take place. And so as a result, the whole history of of Chicago radio changes for the worse, whereas it could have changed for the better. And I'm involved in each scenario, (laughs) you know, because at that time – I had already been on every day in other cities, but I hadn't been on every day in Chicago. Okay. And coming back home with all that experience, I mean, I was killing it on here. You know, I was doing some of the hottest shows ever. But because okay. the management wasn't necessarily in a position where they felt pressured to make any changes, they stuck with certain people who they liked, even if the audience was giving indications that they didn't necessarily like them. You know, and that's the thing about radio like When when you have competition in anything, really, but just in terms of radio, say if you own a station and I own a station and we're mm-hmm. going at the same audience, you're going to do the best you can to beat me and I'm going to do the best I can to beat you, which means from a music standpoint, from who we hire on the air, from the type mm-hmm. of emotions, we, we're going to try to outdo each other. And when you have that, everybody wins. The audience wins because they're getting the best of everything, and the stations win, too, because they're giving it the best they have. Well, if somebody else comes along and buys both of us out, and maybe several other stations, and they're the only game in town if you want to reach that audience, now all of a sudden you don't necessarily have to be the best. You know, you can kind of sit back and say, well, you know, I don't have to hire this person, even though they may be the best person for the job. I'm going to keep this guy here because there's nobody to really compete with him anyway. And that's kind of what happened in Chicago, especially if you have a situation where there seems to be competition, but from a business standpoint, there isn't. See, it's one thing to be a street station. It's another thing to be a station that has respect in the streets but can still get the big corporate dollars from your major sponsors like your Pepsi's and your and your big car companies and, and your Coca-Cola ads and all that kind of stuff, when you get right. that type of money coming in, that's when a radio station is really making money. If all you're okay. getting for the most part is, you know, neighborhood type stuff, it's a, it's a different thing. So a corporate station or a corporate owner is not going to respect their competition if they're not really challenging them from a money standpoint, and that happened in Chicago. And so that ends up changing how everything went. The best people didn't necessarily get hired for the jobs. and You know, the the whole scenario changes. So anger is me dealing with the fact that I'm kicking ass on the air, but I'm having to play background to people who wasn't really doing that much, (laughs) you know, Mm. only because I wasn't the chosen one from the management. You know, but, hey, I, I was my own made man. Nobody made me mo. Nobody created MC Marcus Chapman, the personality. I, that was me, you know. Right. But if you're a person who's willing to just go along with the program and let somebody else control your whole career and create your identity and you don't challenge anything, and you might get hired for the job. But in the long run, Less people end up respecting you because Chicago, out of all the cities, Chicago is the only city that can tell when somebody's legit and when they're not. Yep. So you oh, have definitely. this thing where people who are doing well in ratings, maybe, maybe, <laughs> not even necessarily <laughs> that, but they may be doing well enough in the management eye to say, okay, well, I like this person, I'm going to keep them there. But the people in the city, are like man. Forget that dude. Forget that, bro. I don't like her. She's terrible. He terrible. Why? Why do you still have a job? Why so and so still, on? <laughs> you know? And you get that out. <laughs> yeah. So, angle you go. I, I go into all of that.
2: Okay, cool. Because I I'm, I might be able to really relate to that right now. And like you said, like you created Marcus Chapman. I know I created Miss Bling, and you know people are trying to change. Me and my whole creation of what I'm doing, and I'm not letting it happen um, how did you deal with that as far as like them trying to not well you're not getting the shot that you knew you deserved because you've been in all these other markets and not getting what you needed when you were there?
6: Well, I'll be honest with you, it was very difficult and mm-hmm. what what made it even more difficult? was the fact that the public doesn't understand that everybody at the station isn't on the same level, isn't treated the same, isn't paid the same, okay? The, the okay. Board, a radio station, from the on-air staff standpoint, is kind of like a basketball team in terms of just the number of people that you have. On basketball, right. team you only get five starters, and everybody else is mm-hmm. riding the bench. But the difference is in the NBA, the bench players can still be millionaires. You know, in radio, Mm -hmm. if you're just doing weekends and filling in for people, that's like being on the bench in the NBA, but without the high pay scale. So you may have somebody who's on during the week who could be making a six figure salary where somebody that's just doing weekends may only be making at that time what like 16 bucks an hour. Now, and an average job, $16 an hour, $20 an hour, $25 an hour, that's good if you're working eight hours a day. But radio shifts are only four hours apiece. So you can splice slice that in half. So, for instance, I made more money or almost the same amount of money being a train conductor for CTA when I was in college over the summer as I well, made doing radio shows. <laughs> you know, but okay. the difference is when you're in college, you're living at home with your mama, and you don't have all these bills to pay. Whereas when you're on your own and you grow, grown, that's a whole nother situation. So it yeah. creates a, a type of scenario where you're struggling compared to folks who are on every day, and all of them aren't necessarily all that hot. Or even if they are good, they may not fit the audience anymore, and the audience is going in another direction. But the station isn't because the people running it are part of the audience. They're older. And that's one of the big changes in the industry that took place was when you had regular R&B stations that played hip-hop, the people in charge were older, but it was okay because they still knew the music for the most part and they knew the vibe and they were able to use their programming skills to make okay. successful stations. Once okay. you had hip hop stations coming to play, those same people were in charge, but now all of a sudden they don't know that audience. But if they're not forced to you know, make changes specifically for the audience, which in most cases they weren't because a lot of times the the corporations were only using hip-hop because that's who the younger people were into, those type of artists, that type of scene. They weren't doing it because they liked it. (laughs) They weren't doing it because, you know, this was what they wanted to do. This is is the money-making opportunity. So this is the the direction that we're going to go in. But if you don't have a staff of people who fit with the audience, then all of a sudden you have a disconnect going on. So okay. that's kind of what helped to bring down the station the not just one station but the industry in general from an urban perspective because you had all these folks in in top positions, management positions making decisions for an audience that they don't really understand in the first place. And Years earlier, they were trying to keep those same songs off the air <laughs> in a lot of cases, <laughs> and now they're having to program them all day, and it, it just doesn't fit. Right.
2: Right. They're driving me nuts to see somebody play the same song six, seven times in one hour. Like, uh, on, you
6: exaggerated right there.
2: <laughs> you <laughs> know what? Okay, so, so real. I did hear, um, I'm not going to put the artist on blast or whatever, but um, I did hear they played an artist song four to five times in one hour. And I think within well, a possible. few, yeah, in a few hour period, I may have heard the song about ten times.
6: Well, well here's yeah. the deal. That's another thing that you bring up that I go into in the book. There's a chapter called The Rotation. And okay. one of the things that that chapter deals with is how music is scheduled on a radio station because I learned how that was done and it's a lot more complex than people think it is and really it's not see it's not about the artist. It's about the song. Is the song a hit or is it not a hit? The most popular songs play maybe once every two hours. And then the ones that are a little less popular are they trying out or whatever, like maybe once every four, four and a half hours. What can make it seem like it's more often than that is if you're concentrating on the artist because, you know, certain especially now because a lot of artists do guest spots. So say like you may hear two Drake songs, but then you may hear Drake on three other songs by other people. And it's like, damn, are they playing a Drake? Well, that's not necessarily the case. It's just he's on all these songs. That's one thing that can do it. The other thing is that you have mixed shows, you know, you got mixes in the daytime, and they may throw in something that's popular. And then, like I said before, once you had the hip-hop stations come in, things changed because there's a certain thing in in radio called day party, which means that a song will only play during certain parts of the day. Well, in the 90s, Mm. when you had the the more R&B stations, say like Nicki Minaj or Drake or or Lil Wayne, their type of song, like Lil Wayne's latest song, the, the six foot seven foot perfect example. If that had come out in the nineties, the only time you would hear that song would be between six and ten at night, and on the mix shows on the weekends.
3: Maybe okay. during the
6: afternoon, if some adults were cool with it, because it was a little bit more adult oriented at that time. So you didn't hear a lot of hip hop songs playing during the day. But once you started hip hop stations. Start coming up in the industry. Now that same song can play all day because it's not restricted to any one part of the day. So even though before it may have been one of the hottest songs and it may have played once every two hours, that time spirit, the time span it was heard was shorter. Now it can play once every two hours, but that can be in a 24-hour period. Plus, you may have a couple of mixes that may throw it in. So instead of hearing it, say, three times in a day, now you may hear that song, what, 12, (laughs) you know, 20 times a day, you know, because it's heard more because there's less restriction on the rap songs these days. And that gives the perception that the same records are playing over and over again. Okay,
2: okay. Yeah, I've seen that um, rotation, and I figured it had something to do with the music and stuff like that because I know a lot of people, I, you know, just throughout the years, like, oh, my God, this song come on air one more time. <laughs> you know, I hear that a lot. So um, a lot of people yeah, really don't people understand. Yeah, people have always
6: said that, but see, the, the trick is when you're talking about new music, I mean, the, the, one of the reasons why it's called the rotation is because the songs rotate. They rotate based around how popular they are, and the more popular they are, they're going to be in the categories where they're going to play more, because every song is in a category, and it's really right. only about four or five main categories for new music. So if it's in the category of songs that are supposed to play a lot because that's what the audience wants, you're going to hear it a lot, and then as a song gets less popular and people get – tired of it, those songs will rotate out and something else that they feel more will go higher and get played more. So it's constantly going to change. So like okay. the songs that people are hearing all the time right now are not the ones that they're going to be hearing all the time three months from now. It's going to be a different crop of songs. So it keeps changing. It keeps rotating. And inside the book, I go into all of that in detail so where as a reader, you really understand how all of that works regardless. You don't have to be in radio to know it. You know, okay. a lot of people radio don't know it themselves. Right. But it's just as a reader, you get to see all of that, how it works, and what impacts all of that. And and people will see, you know, exactly the way things work with all of that and have a much better understanding of it. And that was one of my goals in the book was, you know, again, it's to take you inside the business and to show you how things work. From a personality perspective. Now most personalities mm-hmm. don't deal with the music anyway, but just right. because I took a certain time in my career to learn it, I was able to write about it and it enhances the reading experience because now you get a better understanding of it yourself. Exactly.
2: That's what's up. That's what's up. And um speaking of speaking of the book, um we are still giving away a ebook today.
6: Marcus? Are uh, you asking me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you give it away Yeah, we give away Yeah, yeah. Okay. We give
2: okay. Because you do have listeners on the line. Um, the, they they are here. Um, so okay. I'm gonna select somebody. I'm gonna do like any, any, money, mo. Um, we got somebody calling from all the area codes of three one two seven seven three seven zero eight nine seven three. I think I'm gonna select that one. Let's see what it is. Call up on uh-huh. the number 3 three. You're live on the air. Hello. Hi. Hello. What's this?
5: This is Niecy. That's a fake <laughs> you name. Know, she had to say, "This is uh, Niecy." <laughs> <laughs> That's. Not, I'm serious. I was good. Uh, listen. No lie. No. This is Nisi my name is Niecy. Okay, <laughs> you didn't have that, that hesitation in, that. in your voice. Like you want you like should <laughs> I give him my real name? <laughs> or should I make up a fake
6: name just in case somebody no, no, find no. out I'm on it?
5: <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> you must be, be at work that. or something, huh? No, 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 no. Listen, I heard the whole conversation while I was all the way down. I, I just traveled um, from another area and I was just listening to you talk, okay? And I've been tweeting this bling. My name is Black Bat on Twitter, okay? And I was going to say Black Batch, then I said, no, it's Nishi and I'm just sitting here because I'm listening to you. I'm listening to your head game. I'm listening to all the all the stuff that you were saying, okay? Okay, right? okay,
6: okay. Black- so you were going to give your Twitter name, but you decided on the real one. Okay, that's good. That's no, no. Good. Well, congratulations. <laughs> you won an e-book of Sex Time Radio.
5: Okay, thank you. <laughs>
6: Yeah, you're welcome Now, now that's the thing is, so though, you got to read it <laughs> well, I'm going to read
5: it Hold on, oh, I'm going to read it You got uh-huh. my attention, well, well, all is I'm, all, listen, I'm grown, huh? you got my attention 100,
6: okay Okay, well, that's, that's a good thing All right, well, we will get your info And I'll let Miss Blaine handle all that We'll take care of you okay, Yeah, thank you
2: Make sure you hold on, okay
5: I sure will, I will Thank you, and thank you, sir.
6: <laughs> oh, no, it's not, sir. It's Marcus Chapman. You know, sir, that, that makes me sound like about 75 years old. <laughs> okay, um, okay, I'll back up. Okay, Marcus um, Chapman, that's what you said? Yeah.
5: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you
1: said that. Is that his name? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's me. I'm
5: sorry, okay. Listen, I'm talking with a smile on my face. Could you stop? <laughs>
6: Well, that's good.
5: I always like to put a smile on a woman's face. Oh, thank wow. you. <laughs> and it's thank even better if they put one on mine. But, uh... <laughs> oh, <yes. laughs> this one is funny. Oh, I didn't I, didn't I just said.
2: Smile oh, wow. okay. Hey, hey Miss Blaine, you saw that tweet
5: I tweeted you?
1: <laughs> Which one? Um, he <laughs> mindset's <laughs> tick. <Exactly>. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> he said he would her
2: come through.
5: Yeah, yes. you did say that. Yes. Well, you didn't yes. say the part. No, he, I said mind. That's what I said. <laughs> mine screw.
2: yeah. Okay, well, you make sure you hold on. I'm going to get back with you and uh, get your info so <laughs> we okay. can get you this ebook. Thanks for tuning in. <laughs>
5: all right, all right. Thank you. Great show. you awesome. Great interview.
6: Thanks.
3: Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> Mark is <laughs>
6: Uh yeah so so is there anybody else who's who's brave enough to talk? You know you're yep. not gonna win no ebook because she just won one but. <laughs> <you know>.
2: Right. <laughs> okay wait we got another caller from the 773-759. three seven five nine. You're live on
4: the air. Hey what's up it's Denaya. Hey Denaya how are wait, you? What's
6: your name? Denaya. Denaya okay. Yeah. Don't you be denying nothing there girl. <laughs> Oh
4: my goodness. I was just listening to the show. I think it's um I think everything that he's saying has been really helpful just cuz like I was one of the people that's just like, "Oh my god, if I hear that song on the radio one more time." Uh and just to know that like there's actually like a rotation that's supposed to be happening and it's not just people just choosing choosing songs a thin air or whatever.
6: Um and, but and you know what I, f- I forgot to mention this too. I'm gonna take you inside of what happens in a radio station. Now, you saying you get sick of hearing certain songs? This is what happen. That same song that you tired of hearing, be on the air and it'll be just going off. Somebody had called the station. Can y'all play such and such? You be like, that song right now it just went off. Oh man, play it
5: again. We y'all gonna play it again? You be like, man, it just went off. <laughs> I
6: don't care. I want to hear
5: it again. That's my jam.
6: So that's part of why those songs play as often as they do. And if it was up to the audience, they'd probably play even more. You'd be even more sick of it if it wasn't done <laughs> so scientifically. So trust me, you—if you think you get tired of songs, at least you can, you know, kind of maneuver around when you're in the studio. You,
4: know, got you, know, you, them, so you got to hit them You got to turn the volume down <laughs> if you get
6: tired of them. So you
4: know, that's what yeah. I yeah. Do. But I mean, I think for me, it's the fact that, like the fact that I do appreciate your artists, and I and I know a lot of people play about artists and. RB singers that are phenomenal, that are independent, um, just hear the kind of how I put this nicely, um, garbage music that's that is what's playing over and over again, like stuff uh that's disrespectful to women or that's that's making the situation for African Americans even harder to get into the because they all think they have to Talk about bling or whatever. I'm like, it would, which is there's nothing wrong with bling because I love to cycle, But I'm talking about when guys are talking about like, well, I'm spending fifty thousand dollars in my mouth and all that kind of crap. That's not what you want to hear all the time. And it, it should. See, be. I'm I'm,
6: I'm, gonna, I'm gonna hit you to something. I'm gonna turn you on to something. It's sure. not when it comes down to music. People have always complained about the music. I don't mm-hmm. care what era it is, what kind of music it Understood. is. understand. People will always complain about it, and what ends up happening is later on, they'll be like, well, that was bad. But it ain't as bad as us out past, <laughs> you know. When I was like 13, 14 years old, the stuff I was listening to, you know, I'm listening to Public Enemy and Big Daddy Kane. Oh, that ain't music, that's garbage, <laughs> you know. And now, years later, people are like, oh, well, you know, that older hip-hop was pretty good. But this stuff that's man, out now, is has it's So I mean, it's a cycle that keeps going on and on. It is. is the way I look at it is rap music in particular. With hip hop, if you're under 27, those artists are speaking to you. Once you get past about 27, 28 years old, unless you're in the music industry, they're not rapping for you no more. You're not even in their target audience no more. You know, it just seems like because if you grew up listening to hip-hop, you think, okay, it's just hip-hop, period. I'm either going to like it or I'm not. But that's not really how it right. works. You know, you get a generation of people coming up who get their chance to shine and, you know, they make their songs for their little audience, and that's pretty much it. If you're not in that section of people that, up in that same era as that artist, you may not necessarily connect to what they're talking about. The other thing, too, is when it comes down to it, it's not really about the artist, it's about the song, like I said before, and really what makes a hit record, is all in the track and the hook. You can talk about any kind of crazy stuff in the verse, you can drop knowledge in the verse. You can do whatever you want to in it, but the main stuff people remember that really catches the them is the hook, is the track, and the hook. You know. Mm-hmm. Now, if you got great lyrics through the rest of the song, great, and people may remember that. But that's not necessarily what. You don't necessarily have to have that to have a hit record. But that's, that's the problem. About. I think that's where the po- that's where the problem comes in because you're not a true
4: artist if you're not thinking about what your lyrics. Are. If you're just thinking about, oh, let's get this hot beat and have a this- Somewhat of a catchy chorus, then, I mean, you're really taking the art out of it. It's just about whatever, and so I think that's where the problem comes in. The fact that like, so I, I know several artists that are just phenomenal, and and they're like, and they are underground because the fact that 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 is what mainstream has come to the fact of like, oh well, if you have a catchy beat or whatever, then that's what's up. But if you're talking about something real,
6: you don't get played, and that's true. Well, well, you know, I think that's one of the things with what's happening right now, whereas people don't buy CDs and make full albums anymore. It used to be a situation where you could have a single that was out on the radio that wasn't necessarily talking about anything heavy or just kind of a fun dance song or whatever, but you could get that same artist's album, and they may have all types of stuff in there that, that's real valuable and, you know, knowledgeable and all of that. But you don't really have that anymore because people don't buy albums. People don't buy the CDs. They just download the individual songs. And so there's nothing beyond that that can bring you in, even if you do kind of play around on the singles and just have fun on them. So, yeah, I mean, but like I said, that's always been the case. I mean, there are songs from the 70s that are classics. I give you a perfect example. When the song came out a couple of years ago, Do the Stanky Leg, okay? Oh, my God. make that. that is total crap. But Do the Stanky Leg is not that different from Do the Tootsie Roll from the 90s or Do the Pee Wee Herman in the 80s or Do the Hustle in the 70s or Do the mashed Potatoes in the 60s or Do the Twist. Mm. And, I mean, there have always been songs like that. It's just that you know now you don't have as much of a variety maybe because the situation has changed. You know, your, people what are getting younger, making music. Right. You know, is, right. Mm-hmm. And, you know it's, it's it's a whole different scenario. So, you know, I personally, I'm not really big on bashing the artists or the music. I just say if, if you like it, then you like it. If you don't like it, then you don't like it. I mean, it, I've never liked everything. I mean, there's always been some garbage out. So. Right. Course, I'm right. <laughs> so, well, thank right you though. so
2: much, Denaya, for calling in. I truly, truly appreciate you for calling. Um, yes, uh, we will talk to you soon. Make sure you tune in on Monday.
4: I will. Don't leave, though. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Hi. Marcus?
6: Uh, yes.
2: Okay. So... I have a few more questions for you because it's like, oh, my God, we talked for a long time. It's cool. We've been on the line for about an hour now. Um,
6: yeah, we we know, some... when it's good, the time just flies by,
2: don't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just do. Time flies by when you have a fun. Um, exactly. So, okay, uh, a little festive something that I wanted to talk to you about. Blending one of the books, I dreamed about it this time. Actually, blinging the stars and the words on air on the book. I think I need you to send me a copy so I could bling it.
6: Ah, uh, okay, yeah, because I you, you had me email you a copy of the uh, the the book cover. Yeah. The right.
2: Yeah, I wanna I wanna go ahead and bling the book. And so it'll be like the promo book that you can take with you everywhere. It's it's gonna be flashy. It's, you don't see it. I see it in my head. That's why it has to be there. So, yeah, oh, whenever okay. you get a chance, yeah, send it to right. me so I can blink it out and send it back. Um, so that was one of my qu- my questions that I always ask is if it was anything in the world that you would want me to bling out for you, what would it be? I kind of just told you what I will bling out for you without you even asking. So sure, that's right. what it is. <laughs> but, but
6: for me, um, I'm not really a, a bling Shiny, try to get attention type of person. See, I, okay, you're familiar with the movie The Mac, right? Yep. Okay, the actor who played the Mac, Max Julian, on the DVD, they did a little documentary, you know, years later, and he talked about how he went to an event in public and this woman met him and she's like, "Man, you the guy who played the Mac." I expected you to be all flashy and have a whole bunch of jewelry on. He said, baby, you know, I don't need no jewelry because I am jewelry. <laughs>
3: like,
6: when you have a natural shine to yourself, you don't necessarily need to, to you know, wear a bunch of stuff that's blinging and shining. I, I, I've never been a person who tried to get attention like that mm-hmm. because I drew attention naturally. You know, I like having attention, sure, but when I walk in the room, I'm not going to come in and say, yeah, what's up, y'all, yeah, and I'm up here, man, dog, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm not going right. to allow dude like that. I'm going to come in with a certain presence. When you have right. a presence, you don't have to do that. You just kind of carry yourself, and people just kind of notice, like, huh, who is this dude? And, and they may notice positive or negative, depending on how they feel about your vibe, but right. they notice you. And right. that's all. You know, the only thing I need anybody to do for me is to read my book. <laughs> that's it. And and especially we're in Black History Month, and this Sex Time Radio is a piece of history. It's my, it's my history, yeah, but it's also the story of an entire generation of people who came up in the radio business. And even if you were just a radio listener, that's who the book was written for. I wrote it specifically for people who listen to, R&B and hip-hop stations in the 90s and 2000s. Now, anybody before that can check it out, anybody, you know, years later. I mean, I wrote it in a way where if you pick it up 20 years from now, somebody who maybe is just being born today, say somebody had a baby today, 20 years from now they can pick this book up and they will understand everything that was going on at the time. They will feel it because the idea is for you to feel what it was like to be there. You to feel okay. what it was like to be backstage at the concert and Beyonce back there signing autographs and the dude from the record label getting mad because you snatched down a poster to get one signed. What I'm supposed to not get one signed, I'm, I'm, I'm in there with her. I'm trying
3: to get my thing signed,
6: too. You know, you get right. to feel those
3: experiences.
6: You feel what it's right. like to be at the club. On stage hosting the events and, and the girls in the crowd and the energy and everybody in, in the crowd chanting along with DMX, DMX and my dog Spike Jigga, right for Like You feel what that was like to be there? Like man, this is hot right here. You feel what it's like to be in a meeting with the management and them trying to tell you? That you're not gonna get this, and you can't do that, and you like, man, look, I'm about to, I'm about ready to choke this mug right here, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I feel the entire experience of being in the business, being an air personality in every sense of the word, you know. So right. what I need everybody to do is just go to sextimereadyo dot com, dot com, or you just go to Amazon. That's easy to remember. Go to Amazon dot com and. You type in Marcus Chapman or type in Sex Time Radio and even before you finish typing it's gonna come up. Right? So you can get okay. the ebook in in like I said, in the Kindle form, they got the ebook. You can download that for free. Uh the app is for free and then that gives you the chance to get the e ebook and that's like under ten dollars. It ain't that much money. And that's about the best payment okay. dollar you're gonna spend. Or if you want the paperback, you can get that from that as well. You know, if you get okay. your ebook, you can read it on your iPad, iPhone, Droid, Blackberry, all that good stuff, or you can read the paperback. And it is definitely a piece of Chicago history from a radio standpoint and also just music as well. You know, you'll find out a lot of information about people who you already know about, but you get a whole d- different perspective, you know, events that took place, you know, rappers, singers, you know, all of it. You get all of that history and you learn a whole lot from the sex perspective as too, because the women definitely need to read this. Every woman needs to read Sex Radio. Trust me, it's mm. going to give you some insight that you can use in the future for your relationships in dealing with men. You no, know, it's not relationship advice, because I don't do that. <laughs> you know, I ain't giving you <laughs> no advice on your relationships, but I give you the type of info that you can use for yourself to help you have a better understanding. Of where the male sex drive comes from and where the male mentality comes from, and that will put you in a much better position when you're dealing with men because you have a better understanding of, okay, this is why this guy may be doing this so that I know how to react to it. So pick up Sex Time Radio and you get all of that good stuff, and it ain't going to cost you that much money. Okay.
2: Sounds good. Um, I'm actually going to be downloading it tonight so I can finish reading what I've already started reading. Um, all of it is very interesting, and uh, Niecy, I'm sure she's going to enjoy the book once she get her e-book. Um, I mean, it's just awesome. And I've been listening to you since I can remember. I, I didn't ever know, like, what years. I can't really remember because, you know, a lot of people be all the different shifts or whatever, but I have remember your name. I have remember listening to you on air. And a lot of people was mad, if you know it or not, when you left. They
6: <laughs> really? I've I heard that before in a couple of different cities, you know, and that's kind of part of the game. But I'm glad you mentioned that because, actually, on my website, I have audio clips from shows I did throughout my whole career. So you can go okay. on to the audio page, on uh, com, and you can listen to the shows or you can download them for free. It clips of shows from the the 90s in college in Chicago, stuff I did in other cities, Indianapolis, Dallas, stuff I did here in Atlanta. I mean, you can hear all of that. So you can check all of that out because it's like the soundtrack to the book because in the book I, I give you inside details as to what was going on in the studio and even beforehand and after So you can get a better feeling of the overall experience. You can read about something and then you listen to it. Oh, that's what he was talking about in the book. Okay, that's what board theatrics is. That's what, you know, playing this drop is. That's the phone call he was talking about. And then when they cut the mics off, they said something else in the studio. You know, you might have heard R. Kelly's song, Did You Ever Think? And then we making up a dirty version of it in the studio. You know, you couldn't put that on the radio, but it's in the book and you find out that whole experience of what that was like. So, yeah. And there's video cool. footage as well from inside the studio, so yeah, you can get all of that stuff.
2: Cool. I will be checking it out, and let everybody know how they can reach you before you get out here. Um, if you have a Twitter page, and uh, let them know where you are now, and any emails if anybody wants to book you. Um, oh, before before you do that, are you doing a book
6: tour? Well, I want to. What I'm working on right now is I'm trying to get the book re released through a bigger company. Because okay. when I initially tried to get the deal, everybody was sleepwalking. <laughs> you know, it's like mm. the book industry, like a lot of industries these days, they're so caught up in celebrity. It's, you know, well, who who are you and who do you know right. and, you know, all of this stuff. And, yeah, it's, it's plenty of celebrity stories in the book if you want that. But just because you don't know me personally, that don't have nothing to do with how good the book is,
3: <laughs> you know, right. but.
6: A lot of people in the, in the book industry are caught up in it. they more concerned about Twitter followers than they are, how good the quality of the writing is. So, okay. yeah, hopefully once we get a new deal, because if you go independent, which is basically what this is, I went to a company that just pretty much puts it out there, and then you do your own promotion and all of that. If you can okay. generate enough interest, then the other major companies kind of start paying attention, and then that can create the chance for a little bit more of a tour. From what I heard, because of the economy, they're not really doing too much book touring support right now. Unless you're like okay. Pam Breer or you know, a celebrity who they guarantee can get some sales. They don't really okay. put any money into that. But hopefully okay. that will be soon. Uh in terms of reaching me, um I'm on Twitter and Facebook at M C Market Shop. Real simple. M C M A R C U S C H A P M A N on Twitter and on Facebook. I'm probably on Facebook a little bit more just because it's a little more visual, uh, you know, but I'm on Twitter too, and and I'm easy to reach. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not no Hollywood type dude, so you can hit me, holler at me, you know, whatever. Let me know you heard me on the Bling show.
2: Right. And I will tweet and um, put your name in so that they can tweet you and let you know because they are tweeting me um, right now saying that they're listening to the show and uh, Black Bass says she will read your book. And uh, what else are they saying? They're listening from the droid. Okay, yeah, I'm listening to the show. Most of them are listening to the show. So that's what's up. I think everybody that's tuning in and listening to the show, we basically talked it almost down to the last minute. I love it because we had fun. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
6: that's what a good guest is supposed to do. (laughs) A lot of times people think the more famous you are, the better interview you're going to be. No, not necessarily because a lot of those singers and rappers and folks, their art form is how they express themselves. They're not necessarily great communicators, (laughs) you know, so they may not have that much to say. You may have to pull teeth to get some answers out of some of them folks, you know, but you don't have to do that with me. I'm a communicator, so. And I have interviews that I did with people on my site, you know all types of folks on that, so you can check those out too, and you'll see the difference between the two okay okay
2: well, I um really enjoyed you, Marcus, and um, I know my listeners did too, um because the tweets are steady coming in, so I will tweet you um and then I'll put your tweet your Twitter name in so that they can follow you as well. So that okay. they can't find And I you. want to thank
6: everybody for listening and tuning in and calling and you know all of that good stuff.
2: Cool, cool. I will be waiting on that book. Um, it's just something I have to do. I, I have to do it, even if it's just my copy and I blink it and I send you a picture. It's just something I have to do. Once I see it in my head, it has to be done. Right, I
6: guess. I guess.
2: Yeah. So, all right, Marcus, well, it was great talking with you, and I will talk with you soon.
6: Okay. Thanks for having me on the show.
2: No problem. All right. Take care. Okay, you too. Bye-bye. All right. Well, that was interesting. Um, I see I have a caller from 202. Let's see who that is. Hello, caller from the 202.
6: What's up, bling? This Sean. Sean? Yeah.
3: Photographer, Hi. Sean. Hi. Where the heck the you for from? D.C. Oh, okay. Hey, Sean. You,
2: yeah, me I,
3: not.
6: you like. it, it, <laughs> I was trying to um, just kind of congratulate that brother. I used to work with him back in the 90s. Um, you know, he he he's doing his thing. Congratulate him on his book there.
2: Oh, okay. Well, he'll hear it. I definitely will let him know. I'm actually sure. going to see him now and tell him. Okay. Well, you make sure you stay warm. I mean, he, everybody's cold. What is the weather like there?
6: It's, it's pretty much the same. Maybe without all the snow, you're looking at 10, 15 degrees different. Okay.
2: Okay. Okay. Yeah. I will see you when you get back to Chicago. When are you coming back home?
6: Uh, next week, next week Tuesday.
2: Uh, Can we do a photo shoot? I'm just saying.
6: Yep. You know, y'all got you.
2: Yay. Okay, well, I'm getting my stuff together, so I'm excited. Okay, well, do make sure you, you touch down with me when you get home, and I will definitely pass that message to Marcus. All
6: right, I appreciate it.
2: Okay, bye.
6: Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
2: Okay, um, back to the nine seven three. Darby. <coughs> hey,
5: what's good, Miss Blaine?
2: Hey,
1: how do you feel you want an ebook? Oh,
3: I'm
5: ecstatic. ecstatic. <laughs> I'm ecstatic. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I want to um
2: just say congrats once again and I will definitely make sure I get the info to you so you can read your books right away fast. I need I that. I'm,
5: I need that. I Yo, think I'm gonna download the app myself. He said something real powerful. He said that lady said, Oh, you ain't got no jewelry on. He said, I don't need no jewelry. I am Jewelry. I wear owes oh. <laughs> <laughs> I said, Yo, I love it Slip talking you know, to
2: you know what, though, and that is, that's very, very powerful what he said because, I, you know, I feel the same way. Like, when I come in a room, like, I didn't really start doing what I'm doing, you know, for the attention. It's just something, I was crafty. I just like to do stuff like this, and it just became me. So, but even before walking in a room with, you know, my bling shirt, glasses, whatever, I could still walk in a room and have that same respect. Oh, so, yeah. yeah? So you, you, you stay on hold. I'm going to get your info so that we can get that ebook to you, okay?
5: Okay, sounds like a plan. I want my ebook. I'm going to download You got to um, just, I guess, tweet it. She said go on to Amazon or .com and download the app or whatever. I'm going yeah. to try to look for it. Yeah, because... But I still want the I still want my prize.
2: Yay! what's something. yay! <laughs> <laughs> well, Alex, so I'll make sure I send it to you. Um, just give me a minute. I'm going play
5: okay, the last cool.
2: song. And, okay. Um, I got spam popping up from Yahoo Messenger. It's just too much going on right now. Okay. Um, okay. Then yeah,
5: but he was very good. I mean, like you said, he was a very his personality. His personality. He has a personality that is like very loud. You know. Not it's it's attractive, but like that, you know, it's like it 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 brings out a conversation, you know, right? This person is real cool, you know,
2: yes, it is, it is. Okay, okay, okay,
5: Okay. okay, I will, I will. I
2: think we got Marcus back, Marcus. Oh uh, yeah, I was just listening. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, you just missed a phone call, Sean, um, uh, the photographer. Um, I don't know what else to say. Um, he he said he used to work with you back in the day, and he's a great, 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 great photographer. Which he's gonna do my photo shoot when he get back home. Um, he was calling in from DC, and he said he just wanted to congratulate you. Oh, okay,
6: cool. Yeah, I wonder okay. if that's the same people who
5: took the picture of me and Beyonce.
6: It may be. Not not it the one that's be. on the book cover, but th- there was some some other pictures that another guy took. I never did get them. <laughs> oh. <laughs> he to to the station, and, and he never did. So I never did. He took pictures of me and Ludacris, and never did get them. Right.
2: Okay, well that I will find out for you, and I'll, I'll email you and let you know if that's the same person. Well, okay. yeah, thank you again for giving, calling in. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah no problem
2: I'm going to play my last song and all that good stuff But I'm definitely I'm about to Tweet everything so that people can find you Because yeah She's saying where is it like like you didn't tell them Already but yeah I'm going to go ahead and do that now Okay
6: good.
2: Okay Alright all right, Okay so I have Eight minutes and I I didn't time the song I don't know How long it is I think it's enough time for me to play this song and then come back and give my closing remarks. Uh, But this is one of my favorite songs of 2011 so far. Um, Mary J. Blige, Lil Wayne, and Diddy. Like, I had to break it up, like, break their names up into silence in between. But this song, Someone to Love Me, is off the chain. I love it, love it, love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. And you say I got 23 mentions on Twitter. Wow. Okay. So I'm going to go ahead and check that out, but I'm going to go ahead and play this song and then come back with my closing remarks. And thank you, everyone, for tuning into the show. Once again, I am doing Blingy Love Valentine's Day show on Monday. So if there's any love songs you want to hear, hit me up, Twitter, Facebook, you know, all the everything. You can reach me on my blog talk page, wherever you can find me at. I'm everywhere. I'm not hard to find. So, hit me up and let me know what you want to hear. Um, the playlist is absolutely crazy already. So, just going to get your dibs in. And I'm going to play this song right now. But, you know, Ice at Night. Mr. Bling Diva, Miss Bling.
6: gave
0: a lot of my life to the public. But y'all
1: don't really know. It's a shame that y'all put them in such a box.
6: You're married. you're married. I want you to talk to him like you're supposed to. Come on. Dear mama, the wars I fought, scars that I garnered, the hustle, I got that honest from my father. Mix me with
2: violence, blend me with peace, combine me with hate and I can't face defeat. Yep. I did it all in a week, still incomplete as I stand on my feet. It take a
5: lot to still dance to the beat, skin more cold than callous than concrete. Yep. I love
6: swimming but that's just one ski in a rich man's cheap hotel with bed sheets. Uh-uh, you know what I'm looking for.
2: And telling us about his book, Sex, Time, and Radio, I am reading some of the, um, some of the book, and it's um, good. It's it's bling-tastic, as I would say. So, yes, um, you need to get this book. Go to Amazon.com. Type in Sex, Time, and Radio, and get this book. Also, you can go to... His website M C Chapman or sextime and radio dot com. It's MC dot com and sextime and dot com. And also you can follow him on Twitter, MC Marcus Chapman. And that's pretty much it. Um I want you guys to tune in on Monday. I'm gonna do a Blinky love show. I'm gonna do some throwback, R and B and you know, some music for the growing section. I got some Al Green, some Stevie Wonder, some hmm, computer love. You know I got to throw computer love in there. Um, Carl Thomas, just a whole bunch of artists. So I'm going to be tweeting and also on Facebook throughout the weekend. You guys just let me know what you want to hear so that I can load it into my Belingy cart. And if you want to be featured on the show or you want to submit for someone to be featured, you can send an email to blingradiomp3 at gmail.com, and I will get back to you as soon as I can. Thank you again for tuning in. Have a blingy, blessed, and warm, safe weekend. Blingy love, I'm out.